Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View or welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed that conversation with my friend Jeff Duncan. It's uh, for as a Saints fan, it's been a sad way to end the season because I really believe they were going to win that game last weekend or last Monday and, and then go on a roll. But it didn't happen. But I'll still uh, watch the games and enjoy watching them. And if you're not an NBA fan, and I'm not really, to be quite honest with you, but because I spent some time in New Orleans uh, and uh, had had a good relationship with the Saints and Pelicans organization when I was president of NOLA Media Group, um, I pay a lot more close, uh, say, play, pay closer attention to the Pelicans because of that. And you know the uh, the whole notion around hoping that they would be able to get Zion, and then they signed a contract to him and some of these younger players, and a great general manager and a terrific uh, coach, um, and their you know five game winning streak. It's really cool to be able to watch the uh, the Pelicans now, and uh, they, that gives us a for for the region, it gives us a, a winning team to be for. Hey, I came across a quote this morning when I was reading one of my newsletters, and. I think it kind of fits the theme of Kofi over the last several days. Is it seems like no matter who I've had on the conversation, who I've had on the show for a conversation, the conversation always moves back to some aspect of giving back to the community, community needs, giving back to the community. And this was a quote from John uh, Glenn, and um, it was uh, really on the anniversary of his death in 2016 the former astronaut and senator, that this was posted. And the quote was this, we are more fulfilled when we are involved in something bigger than ourselves. Now, in his case, obviously, being a senator, being an astronaut, that is true. But you know what? If you go back and think about the conversations we've had here on Coastview, so many of our guests feel the same way, that the more they are more fulfilled when they are involved in something bigger than themselves. Um, that defines so many coastal Mississippians. Um, did you know that one in four women in the U.S. and about one in 12 men are subject to domestic violence and, and you know, during their lifetime? This time of year is a, a time when we might see an uptick in domestic violence. When you think about sexual assault, which is typically a, a crime of power and control, um, every two minutes someone is raped. Think about that for a minute. Every two minutes, someone is raped. Sexual assault can affect men, women, and children. And and uh, we've had some focus on the need to care for people who've been in situations like that. In the U.S., the loss of a loved one, as it relates to to murder, happens at least to at least to at least sixty families a day. Think about that for a minute. You hear what you hear on the news, but sixty families a day have to deal with murder. I'm really pleased over the last uh, three years that I've had this terrific relationship with the Gulf Coast Center for Nonviolence. And I want to invite my friend Stacy Riley into the conversation and just first of all, say good morning to her. How are you doing, Stacey? Listen, uh, 
I love what you guys do for the community. I've obviously been aware of it for many years as a publisher. We always work to support your efforts. And, of course, in this new sort of incarnation of my life with Coach you, we've tried to bring as much attention to your efforts. But, you know, serving victims of domestic violence and sexual assault and survivors of homicide, um, educating the community and uh, working hard to sort of re- reduce the incidents involved in, in all those three categories and more. Um, you, unfortunately, you have a lot to say grace over, but um, but we're fortunate in this community to have you and the people that surround you doing what you do every day because it's certainly a need, isn't there? Absolutely. You know, and, I, and I hate to even be here and say that I have a position working in our community as a as a director of an agency that provides these services. But the reality of it is, like you said, domestic violence, sexual assault, you know, sex trafficking and homicide are real things that happen in our community. And, you know, and there needs to be a place like ours that people can come to for help. No doubt. You know, I've, I've said this before. And of course, you and I spent an entire show together talking about human trafficking and, uh, you know, when they think about human trafficking, they, they, as you and I discussed back then, they tend to think about it as being in a faraway land, not in your neighborhood. So, you know, oftentimes, unfortunately, it could be someone in your neighbor that's putting a young person or a family member out there in some sort of sexual trafficking situation. It's sad that you see it, but that's, you know, unfortunately, that's one of the byproducts of the human condition. And we have to have an organization like yours to to respond to it when you have a situation like that, because these young people, a lot of times it is young people, but it's not, a lot of times it's not. Uh, they have significant needs, don't they? Absolutely. You know, you, you're looking at people who have been, who have experienced trauma by people that were supposed to love them, you know, and this is family members. This is, this is husbands, this is partners. And in, in the reality of, of uh, human trafficking in our state here, majority of trafficking is done by family members. I mean, these yeah. are not the people who pull up in a white van and snatch people in Walmart parking lot. These are people that are loved ones or supposed to be loved ones of individuals. And then they sell them repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's never a, uh, a positive conversation to have, but you know, it's the reality of what we deal with, but there is help and there's hope. And that's what we try to sell here. There are a lot of reasons for it. I'm curious though, how often does some type of dependency drug or alcohol play into the scenarios of all, all areas that you have to deal with? Um, it, it is a, a large um, number of people that we serve that have had some experiences or currently have some experiences with substance abuse because we know that trauma is the gateway drug. You know, it's not, you know, marijuana. It is trauma. And a lot of people we serve have dealt with trauma for their lifetime and, you know, and in efforts to um, to medicate the the pain away and 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 forget everything that's happened. It happens a lot with getting into the, the world of uh, alcohol and drugs. Uh, and then you have two things you're dealing with. You're dealing with, you know, the impacts of trauma and then you're dealing with having to try to get off drugs, which has been the way that you have dealt with the trauma in your lifetime. So a huge correlation. Stacey, let's do this. This is Stacey Riley, the chief executive office for the Gulf Coast Center for Nonviolence. Why don't we do this? Let's take a step back for a second and give people a sense of your mission, what it takes to serve that mission, how many people you're currently serving, where you're located. Let's get some of those details out of the way. 
Okay. Um, so like you mentioned our, our, uh, our mission, mission statement a few minutes ago, that's what we are. We are the agency here on the Gulf Coast and we serve the lower six counties. Um, and we provide services, an array of services for anyone, male, female, adult, child, whatever the circumstances are, um, who have been affected by domestic violence, sexual assault, sex trafficking, and homicide. You know, and those are the, the big four of interpersonal violence, things that can happen to someone. Uh, so what we do as an agency, and we've been around for over 45 years, is to is to uh, define and um, and create services that are comprehensive to uh, to fully address the overall impact of what people have dealt with in these in these arenas. Uh, so shelter is one of those things we do, and that's what people know us as is the battered women's shelter. But I always say we are so much more than that. You know, our shelters that we have, one in Biloxi and one in Pascagoula, are just a uh, are there to provide that safe space, but also have a, a variety of services attached to those things. We have therapists and master's level therapists who are, are trauma informed that help them to uh, to navigate their recovery. Um, we have uh, non-residential services. So if you have been affected by any of those victimization types, you don't have to come to shelter. You come for you come for help. Uh, with us, with the counselor, we have housing programs that are addressed. Because so I, if I leave my abusive partner and I don't have a place to go to let, after that, then we help people get into a place to live. You know, and we help them with the financial obligations with that. Right now, we have about 40 families living in, in homes in the Gulf Coast community that we're paying all their living expenses on. Uh, so, again, looking at the ways that we can fully address. Like in 2021, we served over 3,000 unique individuals and in, across all programs uh, that are that are able to you know, provide those those comprehensive services and with both shelters where we serve about 600 people a year in shelter uh, that's a lot but it's not everyone we know that one in three and, and one in four statistics there's a lot more people in our community here who could use our help and that's what our goal is is to get the information out is in is any any way possible to to reach people to say that this is this is what we can do to help you and you don't have to do this by yourself Hey, so, Stacey, where does the majority of your funding come from? Uh, majority of funding is grants. You know, we get federal grants, we get state grants. Uh, we receive money from both United Ways here on the coast uh, foundations, and you know, we are definitely we are fully uh, um, reliant on donations from the community because the grants don't pay for everything. We need to you know to fill in the blanks to keep the lights on. <laughs> and uh, that's what you know. I, that's why I admire people who run nonprofits in, in coastal Mississippi. You can't just focus on the mission. You have to, it's it's a nonprofit, but it's a it's a business. You have expenses. You need to have revenue coming in in the form of grants and other donations, and uh, you know, and you have a growing number of people who need your services. So there's never any rest for the weary in your world, is there? No, not at all. You know, we have. Um, 48 staff members here who are you know beating the streets every day to help people you know and uh, and there and there's never a lull time it's always something going on uh and that's just what we do I mean, we have a committed group of folks here who say that let me do what i can do to help you and make life better well one of the things that you and i've discussed before and i think it's important to sort of point out now is that a lot of what you might deal with i, I would say a tremendous large number of the cases you might deal with are a situation where law enforcement sort of alerts you. And that relationship that you have, the Center for Nonviolence has with the law enforcement community is vital, isn't it? 
Absolutely. Because they're they're the first responders. They're the ones who are getting out to the homes where the the cases are being uh, where the domestic violence incident occurred. And they are also the ones who are, you know, to their, their first point of contact, the first person that shows up and talks to the victim. Uh, and they, they give them our information when they go out to these calls. And, you know, we are you know, focused on getting involved as quickly as possible and as soon in the situation as possible. If they don't call you guys, who do they call? They go to their pastors, they go to their friends, uh, they go to other people who listen, or they, they, they suffer in silence. That's the, and that's the thing is like, you know, no one has to do this by themselves. We, we yeah. When we come back with Stacey Riley, the chief executive officer for GovCo's Center for Nonviolence, I want to talk a little bit about the process. And one of the things that really compelled me from the last conversations that we had is the real importance that if you know someone or you yourself needs help, the confidentiality engaged in their process is, believe me, that's that's their, if there's a clarion call or a principle that they practice is that they can be trusted. They understand the importance of trust. When we come back on the other side, we're going to talk more about that. We'll see you after this break. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. Uh, I have my friend Stacy Riley, who's the chief executive officer for GovCo Gov Center for Nonviolence. They have such a vital role in this community. And um, we were we were talking during the break. We're going to come back to this issue of trust, which I think is very very important that we emphasize this, especially for people who may know someone who may need their services, or you may you yourself may need their services. And we're going to talk to you about why you should go ahead and make that phone call. But before we do that, I just wanted to 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 bring attention to something. Uh, one of the things that Stacy and I were talking about during the break is that uh, I actually can see her. And for people who are watching on Facebook and YouTube and uh, Super Talk TV, you see that as well. But they're in a beautiful new office. So talk about the changes that have happened in terms of your physical facilities since the last time we talked. Okay, so you know, as I said before, we're always looking for you know better ways to serve the community. And for many, many, many years, we have been the private location that both either of our shelters and no one knew the location and no one had a place to just come to if they needed help. Um, so earlier this year, uh, we uh, we engaged in a, a large pro uh, project that our board and our community worked with us to to do. Is we purchased a building here in Biloxi, and this is our community services facility. It's a it's you know located in a in a uh, place is not confidential and it's a uh, we're calling it and we're designing it as our one-stop shop so anybody who needs help in our community who can just come up here we're open eight to five Monday through Friday at this facility come in and say I need help um, and that's 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 to help people from having to make all those different phone calls to reach out to get help from various organizations they come here we have an advocate that will sit down with them and say what can we do to help you well, how can we remove barriers how can we help you with getting the next step do you need to go into shelter can I get you connected to an, a counselor you know let's make a phone call to uh, the court to see about your court case so they can come here and get all that done at one place and not have to feel like they have to do all this stuff on their own. And that's that's where we are now. We have a, a building here that's full of advocates that is are here to help and to you know add this extra um, location in the community and extra service that people can do, you know, can can access. Yeah, it is an asset. I remember so well in my career when we did building projects or moved into new buildings and sort of modernized the surroundings and so on, that it was a real kick 
in in a positive way for morale. People just it makes them feel better. That's what you experience as well. I'm assuming. Absolutely. And uh, we designed this building. I mean, the building we have is a former insurance uh, uh, building. And I told you, I tell people it's the place that cubicles came to die. <laughs> so we have a lot of, you know, we put in some blood, sweat and tears and we all of us pitched in together and designed this building. So when you walk into it, it is beautiful. You know, it, it is a welcoming place that when someone comes in, they can get help. Um, yeah. We have a resource library here that people can come in and get uh, books that can help with some, you know, self-care. We have a computer lab that people can come in and use to, you know, apply for jobs or, you know, take classes, whatever else. So it's that place that people can come to that that society knows we're here. We're right here, wide open on Porter Avenue in Biloxi. That's so cool. Okay, look, uh, I want to make sure we don't miss this one before we run out of time, but. If someone needs to make a call, they're worried. They're worried to death because I mean the ramifications of making such a call. Uh, if others were were to find out about it, could be devastating. So let's talk for a second about trust and making the call. Right. Um, so we are bound by confidentiality from all different ways, and we know that confidentiality is not. We don't keep it only because it's a legal thing to do. We do it because it's safe. Safety. Like if I if I reveal someone's information here, I'm putting that person in danger. So anybody who reaches out to our facility, there's no way that we report anything. Like it, it even amongst ourselves, it's a need to know basis. Uh, so if anyone needs help, they come in here and we don't have to report that that information to anyone. You know, everyone is a, you know, is a, is a person that comes in for help, but no one has to know outside of that. Uh, and we take that, now that goes to our core. Like I'm going to protect you and your information uh, from anyone, anyone possible. And any uh, help we do with the individuals that, that are you know, reaching out to another uh, community organization, we have to have a signed release form. You know, there's no just pick the phone up and call. There's so what, if someone needs to talk to somebody, what number do they call and where could they go, actually, if they decided they wanted to drive to your, your place? Um, our crisis line number is uh, 435-1968. That is man 24-7. If anybody needs help, they can call that number. Uh, doesn't matter what time of day it is. And our location here at our walk-in facility is 213 Porter Avenue. 435-1968. That's area code 228. So it's 228-435-1968. Okay. Uh, say it again. 1968. One nine six eight. Yeah, I, I thought well, when I looked at you, I thought maybe I was saying it wrong. So anyway, um, that's the number. And know that you can call and that someone will answer. And it's a hotline and it will help you understand the steps you need to go through to protect yourself. At the end of the day, that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about setting a course for your life that could put you in a safer situation and um, and have have people working with you who have been there, done that, they understand it, they've seen so many cases. They know how to guide people, don't they, Stacey? Oh, absolutely. And uh, one last thing I want to say uh, while I've time with you is what we're we're striving for as an agency is to move the, the needle to um, to show people that, you know, uh, it's not focused so much on the ones who are being victimized. It's you know, how can we hold those accountable that are offending others? You know, so if you know someone that's treating their wife or, or, or uh, partner badly, hold that per- call them on it. Hold that person accountable. Uh, let's let's talk about how we can how we can end these victimizations in ways we can hold people accountable. Too often people turn turn their head away. Yes. And uh, that's not the best thing to do always. Believe me, it's not. Uh, Stacy Riley for the Center for Nonviolence. It's been a pleasure to catch up with you. We'll have you back on soon. All right. Thank you.
Thank you. Good seeing you. You bet. You bet. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.